Lobby cast. I like that. We're recording in a van down by the river. I will probably edit that out. Yeah, we'll yeah. with the concept. Quote Brad Pitt, what is in the box? Am I the only one that's impressed that Brendan Fraser still gets work? Two. Hey, it's live. Yay. Uh, it might be working. Hopefully y'all can hear us. Uh, we're using a different setup tonight. But good evening. Welcome uh, once again, PGL Lobbycast. This is episode 349, the ever so special Halloween, since it is Halloween and I'm sure it's ever so special episode. Uh, brought to you from our kitchen as the recording studio is being revamped to your homes, hearts, and minds. Uh, I'm Will. This is my lovely wife, Erin. And we're going to change things up for you just a little bit tonight since it is Halloween. Indeed. Uh, we figured that we would just run through some of our favorite movies, yes. uh, scary movies. Some people may say, well, that's not necessarily a Halloween movie. Well, tough. We don't care. It's our list, not yours, but hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, and we'll see what happens. All right. So, Aaron, why don't you start us off? What's your, uh, what are your, I know you're a horror aficionado. I try. You've always been a horror aficionado. You love being scared. I do. As long as it's done well. Yes. So, what, in your opinion, might be your top five? Maybe we'll branch out past that, but what are your top five horror or scary movies of all time? It's hard to pick because there are many. Um, As I said, you're a fan of the genre. Yes. So you are well-versed, probably more so than most people I know in terms of the horror or scary genre. I would argue I'm well-versed in more classic scary movies. As you'll see from this list, there's there's not a lot that got past the 1970s. Apparently things peaked in the (laughs) 1970s for me. Hey, a lot (laughs) of things peaked in the 1970s. You're looking at two of them. (laughs) 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 Wow, really? That far back? (laughs) Hey, same. It's been a long time. Uh, Long time coming. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, please continue. Well. (laughs) (laughs) If we can recover from this, folks. We'll try. We'll we'll let you know. Um, So some of my favorites that I wrote down here. Yes. Um. For starters, this is, I'm going to preface this, this is not a horror movie per se. It is more of a suspense movie, psychological okay. psychological drama, if you will. It's called Wait Until Dark, okay. uh, starring Audrey Hepburn and a man who many people these days consider a comedic actor, Alan Arkin, playing a complete psycho that yes. is torturing Audrey Hepburn psychologically for the better part of two hours. Yes. Uh, it's and it's awesome. It's it's a performance that if you haven't seen it, I really encourage you to look it up. It's actually fun fact. One of Brick, you know, the gentleman that joins us occasionally, it's one of his favorite suspense movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I highly recommend that one. So not not a traditional slasher or any kind of horror movie per se, but there you are. No, but I think the psychological levels that can be plumbed with the fear of. You know, there's nothing to give away here. It's about a blind woman trapped in her own apartment with a psychopath looking for something. Um, and the the levels of of terror by putting yourself into that position that can be evoked through what happens in the film, pretty amazing. It is, and they they play on a lot of fairly 
basic psychological fears, fear of being trapped, fear of small spaces, fear of the dark, mm-hmm. fear of someone doing harm to you. Um, and and they, and they it's do it all film. very well. Yes. So definitely worth a watch. Solid film. Yes. Uh, my next pick for our list would be uh, The Haunting. And again, I have to emphasize, this is the version that came out in, I believe, 1960. Yes. The original Haunting, which is a masterwork. It is. And again, you can even debate whether or not this is a ghost story or a psychological story. Um, Brick and I actually got into that debate a little bit when we watched it together. Sure. Uh, and you can, is it a ghost story? Is it a portrait of a ghost story? Is it a portrait of madness? Or is it both? Is kind of left to interpretation by those watching it. Yes. But it's, again, a masterful piece of work. And if you... I highly recommend you getting to it. And it's for those of you who don't know, it is based on the book, the haunting of Hill house by Shirley Jackson, who also did the lottery. Yes, indeed. Amazing author. And it's about a small group of people that go to the aforementioned Hill house Mm -hmm. to see if they can prove that ghosts and paranormal phenomenon exist. And things get a little out of hand very quickly. Things go bump in the night. They do, quite literally, in some cases. <laughs> and this is one of the times that going bump in the night was made very scary. Mm-hmm. So go check it out if you haven't. We recommend it. We recommend it. One of our favorites. We watched it very early in our relationship. And yes. The fact that we both enjoyed it pretty much uh, cemented things to follow. So. Yes, indeed. Who knows? Watch the movie. You may find your true love. Could happen. Or be scared to half to death and never, ever, ever want to listen to anything we have to say again. Either way, you know, sorry. Or somewhere in between and, you know, watch it with someone you just want an excuse to snuggle and make out with. You know, that, that can work too. Either way, whatever works. Whatever works for you. Uh, now, this one was also, and we'll probably address this, I believe this one has been remade to, <laughs> yes. to ill repute. A couple of yes. times. Uh, we're going to address the worst horror movies ever shortly, and uh, we'll get to that one. Yes. We will unfortunately have to get to that one. Unfortunately. Yeah. Number uh, number three. Number three for me was again 1970s movie called Burnt Offerings. Burnt Offerings. I that is one I have not seen. You know, I'd like to sit down and watch it with you and see what you think. It is an unlikely cast of Oliver Reed and uh, Betty Davis. Really? The, <laughs> yes. the famous Betty Davis? The Betty Davis. Outstanding. Uh, lent her skills to this film. It was one of the last ones she ever did, I believe. Okay. Before um, she moved on to the small screen? Uh, you know, yeah, it was one of her last big screen. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I know what I just did there. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I went Betty White instead of Betty Davis. I, I was going to say, I think you're thinking of a different Betty, but <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm good with it. Now, Betty Davis was also famous for the psychological thriller... Help me out here because I know you know it. There's something wrong with... There's something wrong. uh, Whatever happened to Baby Jane. Whatever happened to Baby Jane. Thank you. Yes. That is another... That is a great psychological... You know, it didn't make my list, but if it was a little longer, it would have. And that that movie is just as famous for the psychological shit going on backstage (laughs) (laughs) when the cameras weren't rolling as it was for the holy crap, what's going on stuff that was going on in front of the camera. Craft shenanigans, as we call it. Oh my goodness, yes. Betty Davis and her arch nemesis, (laughs) Joan Crawford, are apparently (laughs) psychologically torturing each other just as well backstage as they were in front of the camera. Which is awesome. Yeah. Apparently they were both skilled at it, so (laughs) good for them. (laughs) Keep it classy, ladies. (laughs) 
So I apologize, Betty Davis, not Betty White. So one of Betty Davis's last, last films, films, Burnt Offerings, 1970-ish. Yes, uh, Karen Black, Oliver Reed, and Betty Davis uh, about, and Burgess Meredith, briefly. Oh, good. Yes. Good. So it's an amazing cast. Uh, again, about the psychological effects that a haunted house can have on a family. Um, kind of similar, and similar to maybe what you might see being studied in The Shining. Okay. Stephen King's or Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, either one you want to run with. Okay. Um, but and I picked that one over The Shining just because The Shining didn't give me nightmares and burnt offerings did. <laughs> I see. Very good. Yes. All right. So number three, number two. We are at uh, <laughs> the Ring. The and now to preface because I share uh, sentiments regarding this. This is yes. the American version. Yes. Because neither of us, after watching the American version, could bring ourselves to watch the Japanese version because we both heard that the Japanese version was actually more intense and scarier. So I'm sure there are many people out there that are hearing us make this confession and scoffing at us because it is uh, it's just the American version. You guys are weenies. But for whatever reason, the American version was plenty effective for both of us. Funny anecdote. Say, true story. Here it is. True story. <laughs> so here I am floating through the uh, the hallways of Best Buy. And uh, this shortly after The Ring had come out. We had seen it in the theaters uh, and walked out of the theaters going, holy crap, that was one of the scariest things we'd ever seen. I can't believe that. Uh, oh, I heard the Japanese version is worse. Blah, 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 blah. Here we are. Fast forward to movie release day. I'm in Best Buy. And lo and behold, I see The Ring on the shelves for sale for cheap as a fairly cheap product for uh, a relatively new release. And this little voice in the back of my head said, yeah, you like that movie, buy that. And so I did. I, I picked it up. I physically walked it over to the counter. I handed it to the clerk. I gave the man money. He gave me the product. I walked out of the store. I drove home. I got home and I said, hey, honey, I was at Best Buy and I bought the ring. And at about that point, I paused because my, my wife here was giving me a very funny look. And she goes, why? <laughs> and I'm holding it in my hands. I'm holding it like this. And I go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I bought this movie. This movie terrified me. We're never going to watch this movie. And if we do, we're going to have to make copies of it and stash them in cheesy hotels all over the state. And I just don't want to go through that. That's right. It's a whole bunch of work. It is. Uh, so needless to say, I returned it to Best Buy. I think they said something about, oh, you can only get it back for store credit. And I said, that's fine. Just take it off my hands because I will never, ever, ever, ever watch this movie again. And we never did. So I still don't know why I bought it. No clue. <laughs> no idea. Makes no sense. Literally no sense. <laughs> okay. And your number one. I don't know if this is my number one, but it is in the top five. Okay. Watch his face because he's going to cringe. The Blair Witch Project. <laughs> this movie. So, all right. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> we're going to talk about this. So... If you were alive at any point during the time that the Blair Witch Project was released, you know that it was one of the most successful movies of all time based on internet hype and word of mouth. This was the first time for some of you youngins that might not remember a time when the internet wasn't a part of your day-to-day -day life. This was the first time when people figured out, A, you didn't need to throw a metric crap ton of money at mm -hmm. something to scare people, and B, hey, this nifty internet thing can be used for free to promote our movie. Yep, that's very true. 
So after a very successful viral marketing campaign and I also successful limited release campaign, this wasn't a, a movie that was released to your corner AMC, super Google megaplex, you know, with 25 showings a day on the hour, every hour. You had to sign, you still had to stand in line down at the Mayan for hours to mm -hmm. get a ticket to a limited release thing. Yep. So we went and we saw it and there was a whole big cluster of us and we're watching the movie and I'm sitting here trying very hard not to vomit, not because of gory special effects, not because of intense fear reaction, not because of weak old Mayan theater popcorn, not because I had the flu, but because this was the first found footage film I had ever seen. And it drove me absolutely nuts. Could not stand it. I could not stand the... For those of you listening, that's me holding a make-believe camera to my face and bouncing around in my chair like I'm holding a camera to my face. <laughs> it drove me nuts. I'm sitting here going, this movie is two, three, 16 hours too long. I, why am I sitting here? I paid money for this, he said <sighs> afterwards. Now, in the interim, I'm busily losing all circulation to my left hand. And my right hand, <laughs> because I made the mistake of sitting between her and her brother. Yeah. And they're both busily trying to crush any type of blood flow, uh, musculature, skeletal systems out of my bones. And let me just say that not only is it a good husband that will sit there and let his hand get crushed, not only by his wife, but his brother-in-law. That's a good guy. I found true. a good one. Ladies. True. <laughs> um, not that I would have had a choice, because had I tried to pull my hand away from Andrew, he would have grabbed something else, possibly like my neck, my nose. <laughs> I'm not sure. The hand was the safest option to sacrifice. True. So it's her top number one or one of them. She was absolutely terrified. She, you know, we had this long discussion afterwards about, ah, oh, it was so scary. And I'm sitting here going, it was so nausea inducing. And I don't know, one of the few things that we disagree on. So true. And we will be talking about this again in a second when we get to our worst movies list. <laughs> You'll see <laughs> this one again. You will see this one again. And at that point, it'll probably be me talking about how good it is since you just took my <laughs> awesome movies. I took all your thunder. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the thunder is mine. Uh, that's right. So oh Sorry, I did that wrong. Con. 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 Yes. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're cracking ourselves up here. Don't yeah, it's us. all right. As I look down at the counter down on the bottom right, it's fine. Okay. Well, those are my, some of my best. Those the are ones some of that your best. Popped into my head, the ones that kept me up. And another little anecdote, folks. A few couple <laughs> years ago, I when this one was deployed, mm -hmm. I decided around Halloween time that I should watch a bunch of scary movies. Good plan. And it was nighttime. I was alone. And I'm not counting the cat here because you just don't count the cat when you need help. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the Blair Witch Project again by myself. Now, that's one of those movies that's never going to be as scary again as it is the first time you watch it. It still creeped me out a lot, though, when I wound up doing a full sweep of the basement to make sure the witch wasn't down there and then calling Brick and saying, why did I do this? Because <laughs> I knew Brick would laugh at me the least. True story. <laughs> Rick said when he did that same thing a mere two weeks previously, he not only did a full sweep of his apartment, but checked the front yard for little totems. <laughs> so I felt a little better. Nice. Felt a little better. Nice. I seem to have lost my list. I will find your list I, for you. I broke my list. You didn't break the list. Your list is right next to my list. I was being oh, lazy well, and didn't oh. make a separate list. <sighs> no wonder I couldn't find it. <laughs> Where's the list that you made, darling? 
Oh, wait, it's here in my phone because I made the list. Well, yeah, I but... typed the list. I didn't make the list. I typed right. the list. Right. I was receptionist to the list. Yes. You, you read... Up and read your list. All right. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about dictation, but <laughs> it's a family maybe, show. Maybe he was dictating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so my top five. I'm going to start off with something that most people don't consider a horror movie, but I disagree because I think if you ask any number of people that saw the original run of this movie in theaters, they will tell you about having problems going back to the beach and swimming. That movie, of course, being Jaws. Indeed. Uh, the masterpiece that it became for having such a piece of crap special effect that never worked that they had to shoot an entire movie without ever actually seeing it. Yeah. Turned it into a very, very, very successful horror film. Uh, it, it's really the fear of the unknown. It's the fear of the deep. It's the fear of, as Grant Imahara would say in one of the Mythbusters episodes regarding sharks in the open water, something just touched my foot. Um, so I'm going to start my list off with that. Of course, anything else after that is crap. Don't watch them. You'll make yourself sad. Um, we'll address that when we get to our worst <laughs> list as well. Also true. <laughs> so watch the original Jaws. The original Jaws is fantastic. Uh, of course, if you're out there and you've never actually seen the original Jaws, why are you watching this show? You apparently need to go get some education. Right. Uh, let's see. My next one would be Stir of Echoes. Um, and this is another one that a lot of people had a very mixed reaction to. Um, she thought it was, yeah, it was okay. It was all right. It's fine. Uh, which is my reaction to a couple of the other ones on her list. Eh, no, it was all right. For whatever reason, this stupid movie uh, starring Kiefer, not Kiefer, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon mm -hmm. uh, and a variety of other people, and it is based on a short story by one of our favorite authors, whose name I also can't remember at the moment. Richard Matheson. Richard Matheson, thank you. And if you decide to hunt down the book uh, for many of these suggestions Very that different. we make, yeah, let's... The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson, very close to the source material, actually, for yep. that first movie. Um, I think they took the title, perhaps. <laughs> well, yeah. From the book. Yeah. And maybe the idea the idea of a ghost. Yes. The idea of a ghost of a girl. Outside of that, That's about it. quite literally, there's <laughs> nothing else in common. Yeah. But... If you haven't read any Richard Matheson stories, again, why are you listening to us? Go get yourself educated. Go the library. <laughs> uh, Richard Matheson, you'll find, has been a source of filmic inspiration for virtually hundreds of projects out there. And if you're sitting at home saying, well, geez, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen any of his stuff, we can guarantee you you, you have. have. If, if you have seen The Twilight Zone, you've, you've seen multiple works of his. The mm -hmm. famous uh, Nightmare 10,000 Feet where yep. William Shatner is doing battle with a gremlin on the yep. wing of the plane. Yep. That, that's, that's a Richard Matheson. That's a Richard Matheson. Um, I Am Legend is a Richard Matheson. This comes from a Richard Matheson story. Yep. And, little, and the movie is terrible compared to the book. So, If, if you're going to do something that's a little closer to the source material, you might want to hit Omega Man, this 1970s version yep. of Charlton Heston. Wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Still, I would recommend the book. Because nobody's really quite stuck to the source material yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, but for whatever reason, Stir of Echoes got to me, I think because it spoke to losing control of your perception. Uh, really is the best way to put it, I think. Um, in short, you know, this guy gets kind of jokingly hypnotized, and the, the simple command is, be more open. 
And what follows after that is, in my mind, some scary, scary, scary cinematography. I, she can attest to it. She had bruises, lost all feeling in her hand. Yeah, she's got, still has marks on her arm. This was like 10 years ago that this movie came out. My leg has never, my left leg terrifying. has quite been the same after that. Truly actually printing, you know, onto my leg. And, yeah. Which is actually, you know, he doesn't get scared as easily as I do. So it was actually kind of a fantastic experience <laughs> for both of us, I think. <laughs> Uh, Story of Echoes, Kevin Bacon recommended. Uh, number three for me, of course, is The Ring, as we just discussed with the funny anecdote. Ha, ha, ha. Look, Best Buy, for sale. Why did I do this? I'm stupid. Um, again, I'm going to move on to my number two. This is also not traditionally considered a horror movie. It's very much considered science fiction. And with those two simple words, most people will probably guess that I'm talking about the original Alien. I think that Alien is one of the most terrifying movies probably out there. I remember watching it as a small child over at my cousin's house in Chicago and probably admittedly too small to be watching that caliber of movie. <laughs> uh, and it was terrifying. The simple fact that you're stuck in a tin can in the middle of the cold vacuum of space with something that's going to not only eat you, but possibly impregnate you with its own spawn is uh, of course fairly disturbing. Uh, the, the psychological terror alone for me in that movie really capsulizes its and concretes its place at number two for me. Really, truly a good call. And that's a classic. And again, you can argue all day long about whether or not that's horror. It's, it's sci-fi. Sci sci no one cares. It's scary. It's scary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to scare the snot out of you. And if it doesn't, there's something really wrong with you. Yeah. Uh, my number one, I'm going to move on to my number one. And this is my number one for the week, really, because uh, it facilitates between, I would say, the omen and this film. Uh, they both deal, in a way, with demonic possession and the devil. Uh, of course, with that, you know that I'm talking about The Exorcist with young Miss Linda Blair. Uh, it really, for me, it's the unedited version that they released back to the theaters a yes. little while later again. Uh I'm, I know that I've seen the original. I've seen the the uncut version that they re-released. The uncut version for me is definitely a little bit more terrifying just because it's a little bit more carnal. It's a little bit more shocking. And they tuned up and touched up some of the special effects to really help sell the whole idea. But yeah. the very first time you see little Reagan's head spin around... That's something else. It's something that hadn't been seen in film uh, and hadn't been successful in film, you know, other than saying, well, that's quite obviously a doll. Uh, but the stuff that they added with the uncut version, especially with her creeping down the oh. stairs, blech, it's gross. It's horrible. Yeah, it gives me shivers just thinking about it. Popcorn flying around that theater. Mo <laughs> modern day audience that thought, oh, well, you know, we're just seeing this re-release in the theater. It'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, it's the same thing, but it'll be nice to see it on the big screen. Mm -hmm. Oh, forget that. But we were it was wrapped fantastic. around each other's heads like Sylvester the Cat and that damn Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> you know? it, it got us. So. It was good. It was very good. So if you can hunt it down, watch the, uh, the un uncut, unedited version. Uh, like I said, I kind of facilitate between that and the omen. Uh, little Damien has a special spot in my heart for just his cold, detached, sociopathic performance throughout the entire film. He's it's really a, you, Damien. Yeah, eh, splat. 
uh, he's really just kind of a, a witness to his own uh, ascendant kingdom, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are our, our favorites. Um, we'll move from our favorites to our least favorite because every list needs balance. This thus we achieve karmic uh, harmony. Indeed. Or something. Feng shui, feng shui. You might be overthinking this a little bit. Most but, likely. But run with it. Run with it. Okay. Yeah, just go with it. Uh, trust me, you've got nothing better to do. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm probably, maybe. you probably you have probably a lot do. better Never to mind. do. Never uh, mind. But how about this? These are movies to avoid unless you're looking for a laugh. Let's go with that. And, so, and, and we will clarify, definitely, if these are funny, awful, or just, oh crap, why are we even watching this awful? Yeah. We, we will do you that favor. Yes. So my list for the worst, we're going to start off with a little movie called People Under the Stairs. Uh, Wes Craven. Wes Craven, not... Not known. at his best. Not at his best. Yeah, I was going to say, but Wes Craven can do some really interesting... He can. He can do some very good stuff. stuff. Well, he could. He could. Yeah, he, he could. could. He's, yes. he's gone now. But Anyway. <sighs> Anyways. People under the stairs. People What's the premise? Stairs. Premise is um, a young man of you know. See the title. Young man starts realizing <laughs> that there is um, people under wrong, the stairs. Um, under the stairs in a house. We're and not kidding. This is really the plot. This is the plot, and the and the the horrible people keeping uh, the people under the stairs captive are two people that. Um, I really wanted to like it, you know, or at least I wanted them to be good in this movie. And I will stand up for them because they did the best they could <laughs> with a super crappy script. If any of you are Twin Peaks fans, you will recognize Ed and Nadine. Ah, yes. Um, and the actors' names are escaping me right now, but they played the couple Ed and Nadine in the movie and yes. in, in this TV series Twin Peaks. In this movie, they're this uber, you know conservative religious you know is yelling burn in hell at everybody and i think they were supposed to be creepy and they just didn't didn't quite achieve what they were supposed to achieve no and not even really close at and, all and again they were working they were trying really really hard yeah there was just wasn't much there for them to work with and no. it's one of those movies where you just look up afterwards and go Damn it, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I'll never <laughs> two, get that time back. Two hours of my life, I'll never get back. <laughs> but yeah, so avoid that one if you if at all possible. Yes. This next one um <sighs> is 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 horrible. And I don't know. Sometimes you watch a movie and say, How did this even get made? Because somebody had to come up with the idea. Yeah. Somebody had to write yeah. the idea down, decide yeah. it was good enough yeah. to write it down. Somebody else had to decide, um, had to green light it, had to yep. say, that looks like a good call. Somebody had to say, please take my money and make this. And make this movie. Other people had to agree to do the actual movie making. Yeah. Um, and you're baffled as to how it even got past somebody saying, that's a great idea. I'm going to write it down. I'm referring here to Night of the Lepus. Uh, if your Latin is a little shaky, Lepus is basically rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a, a clever play on to leap, as uh, in like a bunny. Uh, <sighs> oh, God. I feel bad just talking about this. I, I do, too. Um, this actually, I think, might have made it onto MST3K at one point. I'm pretty sure it did. Um, and, and it was giant If bunnies. not, it should have. Yeah. It was giant bunnies attacking people. And yeah. so basically, you've got shots of 
bunnies that they're trying to convince you. No, they're, they're actual bunnies that they painted right around like the damn bunny and Monty Python. And it's got sharp, pointy teeth. <laughs> only that special effect was better. <laughs> and, you know, in slow motion to make it scarier. And then... Oh. So, yeah, that, that actually happened. It is a thing. Look it up. I'm not joking. Now, to be fair... Oh, all right. To be fair-ish, wasn't this a one of the 1950s? Uh, no, and that's what makes it even shittier. Uh, this movie came out in the 70s. Ah, uh, it so came it, out in the damn 70s. We were past the 1950s. Oh, I'm scared of atomic energy. So we're going to make <laughs> movies with everything gigantic. Giant ants. Uh, giant rabbits. No way. Stand up for giant ants any day. Them. That movie was actually decent. And if you're wondering, huh, that sounds vaguely familiar. It was referenced in Fallout 3 as an entire quest. True. True story. Um, and they had giant everything in the 50s. There were giant crickets. And the reason, the way they even defeated that <laughs> was they put, hooked up a mating call over a lake and they all drown in the lake thinking they're on their way to a good shack. That actually made it onto <laughs> film in the 50s. They thought that was a good idea. Uh. And this move, I, idea was so shitty that somebody had to, you know, the quaaludes had to come into play or something in the <laughs> 70s in order for this to get on film. You could almost forgive it if it happened in the 50s, but uh, it didn't. Almost. almost. All right. Almost being the important word in that sense. Why don't we hop on to number oh, three there? <laughs> I got to get one in a show, folks. <laughs> These Sa jokes Sam. don't write themselves. <laughs> really, they don't write themselves. And I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, I'm actually going to talk about is something called Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Um, Tara Reid and Christian Slater. Oh, yes. Dream 2.0 there. I actually have nothing to say about this movie because it's so crappy, I don't remember it. It was. I, I know we watched it. It was terrible. I know we watched it. We watched it, and it was terrible. And and I, I can't remember. Yeah, we've, we've completely blocked out all of it. I'm kind of grateful for that. Mm -hmm. so. uh, let, me, let me put it this way. I would rather watch Tara Reid in Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> you all right there? It'll come out of my throat. <laughs> it's fine. Sure, it's fine. Hey, at least it's Cherry 7-Up. <laughs> Could have been worse. <laughs> from, from, from the tingling up from the, it's, uh, the bubbles. Now the bubbles. The I'm bubbles. So sure. Okay. Uh, I would rather watch Tara Reid in Sharknado 20 times a day than revisit Alone in the Dark. Wow, That's, is it that bad? It's that bad. Wow. Yeah. No wonder I don't remember it. Yeah. My brain loves me. Yeah, your your brain is very generous. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, um, we have arrived at the moment we said we would earlier where yes. we have to talk about The Haunting, the remake. The Haunting, the remake, starring a fairly decent cast. Yeah, it's a good cast. Which makes us sad. Liam Neeson. Uh, Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor, who's a fantastic actress. Wonderful actress. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Who's a good actress. And Owen Wilson, who who was there. Yeah, with his nose. With, with his with the awesome cast. Yeah. And <laughs> Owen, you're you're a funny guy. We love you, man. But we're not sure what you were doing here. Not at all. Um. Anyway, yeah, it, it's the trailers looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. The trailers were scary as hell. So we were really looking forward to this. And 
It turned into a CGI schlock fest. It did. It was really unfortunate. They completely deviated from the source material and mm -hmm. the schlock fest commenced and it was it, it not only deviated from the source material, of course being Charlie Jackson's The Haunting of Hill House, it deviated from the 1960 classic film that we love and adore mm -hmm. to the point where they're like, oh, this whole aspect of psychological terror and psychological horror yeah, screw that shit. We don't need that shit. We don't need that. <laughs> We're going to go with uh, special effects and CGI. We have and, CGI. Eh, not good. We don't need a script. <laughs> and we've got Owen Wilson. There you go. And it was, you know, they had an opportunity to do something good with it, and they didn't. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Um, the only thing I would suggest to this is if you are going to watch it, watch the original first. And if you haven't seen the original, for God's sakes, go watch the original. Yes. Um, maybe if you would care to do a side-by-side -side comparison because you don't believe us, uh, it's bad. Just just don't. Yeah, it's, it, it just don't. didn't work out well. It's bad. So, Liam Neeson is not a badass in this movie. There's no reason to see it. Liam Neeson has done good movies where he's not a badass. Yes. His badassitude only recently came to light, in fact, in his career. Yes. Just saying. But he's awesome as a badass. Yes, he really is. And I like that he's a 63-year-old, you know, year old badass. That's True. that in and of itself is badass. We're just at this point trying to see how many times we can say badass during one broadcast. Because we like to be badass like that. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm getting that look. Guys, you know the look. <laughs> this is more of a catch-all. My last category. Yes. And it will lead nicely into his. Yes. Um, anything after Jaws to Nightmare on Elm Street to Friday the 13th to most of these you can stop with the first one. Yeah. And be done with it. Yeah. And unfortunately what happens is if they luck out with a good second one, they still screw it up with third, with third fourth, fourth, fifth, fifth sixth, sixth, and seventh, seventh, eighth, ninth, thirteenth. Yeah, it's and it at bad. that point, they're not only are they bad, but Stephen King recently made a very interesting point to me because he said he has very strong feelings about that, and and, and I'm not going to phrase this entirely correctly, but he said at that point, watching those movies becomes immoral. That's a very strong word. Yes, it is. The reasoning behind his thought is when you're watching the first Halloween. You're rooting for the good guys. Right. You want, you know, Lori to get away from the shape. Yes. When you watch the first Nightmare on Elm Street, you're rooting for the good guys. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're rooting for Johnny Depp to not get slaughtered mercilessly by Freddy Krueger. And his waterbed. Right. Uh, <laughs> when you watch, you know, the first Jaws, when you watch the first one of any of these movies, you're rooting for the good guys. Once you get past those and all you're doing is torture porn nonsense, gets to where you're rooting for the bad guy. And he has strong feelings about that, and mm -hmm. some people do. Uh, so anything past that, I start getting uneasy about why they're even making it, much less why would you be watching it? Or why would you be giving them money for it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that just kind of wraps up my, my list. Now, I have one caveat. There's always a few caveats. There's always a caveat. Yeah. Um, 
well done remakes mm -hmm. of successful horror franchises are worth the watch. For example, Halloween by Rob Zombie. Yes. Uh, Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. Mm -hmm. But notice that Rob Zombie killed off the shape in order to prevent his franchise from becoming that which we all, well, know. Yes. Uh, and he again had very Halloween strong Halloween 25 feelings. or whatever it was. Yeah, he, he made that very clear. He had no intention, no matter how much money was thrown at him, of screwing it mm -hmm. up a second time around like they did the first time. Right. By, by you know, continuing to produce crap films just to turn a buck. Right. My other caveat is Jason 10, Jason in space, which is really hard to say with a straight face, but the one sequence where he gets trapped in the holodeck and he's, he's swinging the, the girl in the sleeping bag up against the tree. And that scene is worth watching. The rest of the movie is terrible. Don't waste your time. But that scene where he's on a kill crazy distracted rampage, back in Crystal Lake via the hologram and the fake shenanigans that go with it. It's comedy. It's comedy. Uh, if you need a good laugh, I recommend it. <laughs> One more caveat. <laughs> I'm gonna caveat bring, to my caveat. Caveat to the caveat. I'm going to bring up a movie once again, kind of getting back to that similar time frame that we've already mentioned is apparently my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um There was a movie that came out, I'm wanting to say in 1979, 1980, Probably actually probably should have made it onto this list called Prophecy. Let us not confuse this with the, Christopher Walken Angels versus Doubles. Yeah, Angels versus Humans, you know, 1990s movies, which were entertaining. Yes. If you haven't seen those, I recommend at least the first one. Maybe the second maybe, one. Maybe the second one. Not the third one. And even the third one I have to stand up for a little bit just because I like Vincent Spano, but really you could they could have just cut it off at the first one and we would have been yeah, fine. Yeah, it would have been fine. But not to confuse it with that one. Um, this one is a movie. I think they were trying to do a movie with a cause. Bad old pollution is making mutated monsters in the main wood. Yeah. And it's it's awful. And it kind of, again kind of degenerates into unfortunate comedy. And yeah. um, but there's there's one scene that unintentionally made me laugh out loud. And again, it involves sleeping bags, which yeah. is why this popped into my head. And it's the monster wings somebody in a sleeping bag into a tree or a rock. And apparently they couldn't come up with a good way effects. to do it. So they just threw a bag of feathers at the rock in the cutscene, <laughs> so that the it just goes. <laughs> it looks like the monster got into a pillow fight as opposed to throwing somebody into. Ah, yeah. <laughs> just, again, one of those moments where you shouldn't be laughing, but you do. <laughs> but you do. There you go. Because it's funny. Kind of funny because it's funny. All right, um, my top five least favorite horror films of all times. I'm going to start off with the Blair Witch Project for reasons I've already discussed. Now for the counter argument, <laughs> take it away. Why do you why do you disagree with my assertion that this is one of the most annoying movies ever made? <laughs> uh, well, I don't think the shaky camera bothered me the same way it did you. Okay, for starters. Uh, right, which is a huge part of it because to this day I still don't care for found footage films. Cloverfield annoyed me. Uh, it, it annoyed me too. The only 
other things annoyed me. Respectable moment I think Cloverfield had honestly was when they were in the tunnels. Yes, the, little the subway, the little thing. subway sequence. That that I'll stand up for that. That was effective. That was effective. Um, but by and large, I'm not a huge fan of found footage either. <sighs> but I really enjoyed this one, and maybe it was because it was a new thing. I know that another argument that some people have made as to why they didn't like this movie was the, le- the so the cursing, the amount of cursing bothered some people. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Uh, it doesn't bother me a bit. And we we studied theater in college. We cursed a lot. Um, it, we censor ourselves quite a bit for these shows. We we do. We've been told in no it's an effort. Terms. An effort, I tell you. And we're going through it right you. now. Yeah. Just, Evidenced by the fact that we've completely just derailed. <laughs> so yeah, the cursing was so the cursing uh, bad. Was, that was cursing the large part language. of the reason it got its language. rating. Actually, was because you right. don't see anything. <laughs> just another part of the problem. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's I'm another right. Right. deep breath. Deep breath. I'm okay. Um, I think it was there were several ideas that that creeped me out in this film. You know, you're out on your own in the woods with no real way to defend yourself. You aren't sure what's after you. Um, and you can't, how, how do you fight back against something like that? Apparently you run until you die. I mean, that's, that really creeped me out and not being able to at least go after what, you know, take the fight to whatever is trying to kill you really bothers me and yep. so that was one of the reasons that creeped me out and plus anything it's hard to fight something supernatural as well um i i can shoot a serial killer yeah <laughs> there you know doesn't mean they're not scary but i've at least got a chance against that true it's it's harder you know the harder thing to deal with the a ghost that you can't take a swing at right. so that, that that was another reason that i thought that, that one was creepy yeah, see, and I just keep falling back to the Family Guy take on it where Brian is uh, <laughs> working as a, Brian the dog is working as a seeing eye dog for a blind person. They go see the Blair Witch Project and he's sitting there narrating it. And it's uh, something about a map. Nobody, Nobody looks, looks impressed. impressed. <laughs> 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 this is one of the better Family Guy moments, or pop culture moments there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, a clear example of, what and, and there's dissertations about this. There's you know the whole nine yards, studies. but studies what scares every you know that what scares different people are very well. It's very different. Sure. You know, everybody has different chinks in their psychological armor, and everybody needs something different to kind of poke you know, at it, poke at it, <laughs> poke at it with a stick. And clearly, or a stick this shape. Is, <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's that's one of the many reasons I thought it was an interesting backstory. And I, and if you're gonna, if you haven't seen the Blair Witch Project and you're going to do it, basically another thing that they did at the time that really hooked people into this was they put a documentary on the Sci-Fi Channel yep. that they kind of touted as a true life, you know, backstory to this movie. That if anything was as scary as the movie in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and less particularly camera work. Yes. So. Like I said, their marketing campaign was brilliant. I don't, I don't criticize the concept. I don't criticize the marketing campaign. I don't criticize the idea. I don't criticize the reception. You just didn't like the execution. I just didn't like it. It annoyed me. So, all right, moving on. Uh, let's see, House of the Dead. 
this is one of those movies and I really could probably lump a number in here. Um, for the most part, I have not seen a horror movie franchise based on a video game with one exception, which I'll address momentarily, be successful. House of the Dead is abysmal. Uh, it made me sad that I watched it and I didn't even pay to see it. Um, the, the only exception that I will grant is Resident Evil, but I do not consider Resident Evil to be a horror movie. There's nothing scary about it. Uh, for me, it is a action-adventure film. Um, and Resident Evil 2, and then everything else went downhill, as we've discussed. Don't watch anything after the second one. Um, House of the Dead was abysmal. God-awful. Uh, waste of the digital film that it was printed on, if oh. that's even such a thing. It is. That that movie proves it. Um, <clears throat> I agree with the Haunting remake. I agree with uh, Alone in the Dark. Uh, I agree with anything after number two. I will add a recent watch. Uh, I caught this on Showtime Extreme because it is October. I'm not a proud man. <laughs> Sometimes the remote's too far away and I really don't feel like finding it. Uh, sometimes it's just out of reach. My Jedi mind powers are not working. We've tried to get the cat to bring it to us. And she, she, won't she won't fetch. We've tried. No. Um, so sometimes I find myself stuck. You know, I find myself stuck watching a terrible movie. So a terrible movie, uh, which violated a number of my, my normal rules for watching a movie, I, I caught 95% of the other day, and it was called Frankenstein's Army. The premise of Frankenstein's Army, for those of you too lazy to IMDb, is during World War II, a group of Russian soldiers, including a cameraman, uh, found footage, <laughs> violation number one, are advancing ahead of the Red Army push into Germany, and they are diverted on a top-secret mission for the Kremlin, which is to go find... Dr. Frankenstein. Ooh, sounds exciting. Who is creating an army of undead zombots. Now you ask, what on earth is a zombot? A zombot is an undead construction cobbled together with machinery. For example, one of the zombot creations is a plane propeller torso. That spins around, and to defeat it, they have to unplug the fuel supply, and then it explodes. Uh, it's bad. For those of you at home, it's really bad. <laughs> they're listening to this and not watching it. I just spent the last few <laughs> seconds of that explanation just staring at my husband. In I said I'm not a proud man. <laughs> I also have no shame. It's abysmal. Uh, it might be really entertaining if you're on any number of illegal or overly prescribed legal substances. Uh, if you find yourself with altered mental status. Um, if you're playing a game with shots, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it might actually make a good drinking game. Okay. Uh, it's awful. Uh, it's not even like worth a laugh awful. No, it's, never mind then. It's bad. Don't do it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, those, those, those are them, kids. I, I that, those are the, the facts. The best of the best and the worst of the worst. And you know what? There's always, like we just said, what scares people is very personal. Mm -hmm. 
and there's for a, a genre that seems to attract a lot of dreck and is easily exploitable. Yes. There's still a lot of good stuff out there. Mm -hmm. And we didn't touch on everything, you know, and it's good horror movies have gone back to Silent Air. You've got the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. You you've got Nosferatu. You've got Nosferatu, which is still an amazingly creepy film. You've got Freaks in the, in the 1930s, oh. which was actually a banned film up until very, very recently. Oh. Um, things in the 1950s, you know, we didn't talk about Psycho. We didn't. Oh. We didn't, there's several things we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about classics. We didn't talk about even uh, modern low-budget indie films like Session 9. Session 9, is an, if you haven't seen that, go out and see it. It's an amazing film. Usually on Netflix. Um, mm. David Caruso, no sunglasses shenanigans. Yeah, not being David Caruso, which is a pleasant change. Yeah, it is. And there's a lot of good stuff out there that you mm -hmm. can dig up. So just because yeah. there's a lot George of George Romero. Stuff, there's a lot of good stuff, too. Evil Dead. Lots of classics. Indeed. Speaking of which, hey, it's Halloween. Showing tonight, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Uh, we're excited. We can't wait to see it. It may suck, but it's Bruce Campbell as Ash. It's Bruce Who Campbell cares? As Ash. We don't care. Let it let it let it be fantastic. Let it be as fantastic as it will be. Yes. Uh, let's see. American Horror Story Hotel is still continuing on. Uh, the updated saga of H. H. Monroe's. That's probably not the right name. I think you're thinking H.H. H. Holmes. H.H. H. Holmes. That's who I was. Triple H. H.H. H. Holmes, the murder castle a la Chicago World Fair, mm -hmm. uh, as brought to you by the fine folks at American Horror Story. Indeed. Continuing on. Um, it's Halloween. Go out. Have a good time. Watch out for razor blades and apples. Mm, make sure you uh, give nice candy to the kitties. Yes. Uh, and if you do get tricked... Know do how it, to give them a treat back. Do what you got to do. Take <laughs> care of business. Anyways, I hope you liked the uh, list episode tonight. This has been the Halloween edition of the PGL Lobbycast. Thank you for listening. Like us, love us, follow us, give us recommendations. Tell us how we can make your life more entertaining. Indeed. Uh, it's been episode number 349. In the books, the streak continues. I think that's uh, in my contract now to say. It is. And we'll be back next week with episode 350 with maybe some Fallout trivia. Could be. Since it is like four days before the release of Fallout 4. Really, there's nothing else worth talking about in video game world. Fallout <laughs> 4 is everything. Really not. Fallout 4 is life. All right, folks. All right, that's all I got. <sighs> Good night. Good night.